Nation Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the Combination Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Groceries through Instacart, delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. Hey, it's Melanie. It's Big Mama. Hey, it's Boo Mama. It's Sophie. I can't find my microphone. You know what? I can't find my microphone. Oh, I've been scanning pictures of myself, in old pictures of myself, into the computer, and I'm not sure that I'm going to use them. But yesterday, I noticed that a lot of people, and maybe I should save this for the podcast, but a lot of people I noticed are much bigger hair risk takers than I am. Mm-hmm. When it comes to everybody's mm-hmm. like, cut it off. No big deal. It'll mm-hmm. grow back. Whatever. I'm not really, I've never been of that school of thought. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought it might help if I engaged in some type of hair retrospective as to where <laughs> my hair issues, <laughs> why I have the hair issues I have. Because I could directly, yesterday after a lot of thought, I thought, what is my issue? And I could, I can directly trace it back to first grade when I had hair like down to like my lower back and I talked to my mom to let me get the Dorothy Hamill cut. Right. And I think that I made a, that was a bad decision, and I think that I've not trusted my hair judgment ever since. Well, you know, I, I, I know when I, I had long hair when I was in kindergarten, and before I started first grade, I got it cut off in like a page boy with bangs, uh-huh. and yeah. I can remember, I can still see my mama's face after the guy cut it off, and so, but I'm one of those people too, I think, oh, I cut it, it'll grow back. Uh-huh. Well, I know. Well, I laughed because your sister, did you see the comment she left me? Uh-uh. What'd she say? She said, she, she said something like, Big Mama, it's 2008. It's not an arm. Cut it off. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was tender. It was a tender sentiment. Well, I'm going to tell you, though, if I had your hair, I don't think I'd mess with it. Now, I, I wouldn't, like, I would probably, my adventurous side hair wise might come out like because I do like to do funky things to my hair but I might do like funky color but I don't mm-hmm. think if I had your hair I don't know that I'd, I'd mess with it well I, I don't know I'm, I don't I actually have an appointment for one o'clock tomorrow with my girl um I think I just get bored because I feel like here's the thing is when it's down and it's fixed I do like I mean I think well it looks good I mean it's full and it's thick and it's got good curl and whatever but like Nine times, like today, I'm telling you, it's pulled back in a bun and not even right. a good-looking bun. You know what I mean? And I think that's the problem is I just get. But then I'm like, but then what would my life be if I were to try to? Because it's like Gully said with that Katie Holmes cut. If you get it cut like that, there isn't any throwing it up in a ponytail. No, day. no, that's a commitment. That is uh-huh. a commitment. And I agree with you. I love her haircut, and I have been equally uh-huh. obsessed with it. But you remember that the hair wizard told me that I have too short a forehead for bangs. <laughs> yes. So it is not an option for me. But yeah. I love her hair. I think uh-huh. it is just darling. But uh-huh. Gully's right. That is a commitment. because, And that's going to really be, aside from that look and taking a bobby pin and pulling those bangs back, uh-huh. that's going to be about all you can do with it. Yeah, because there's no ponytail there. I mean, that's getting up and styling it every morning. That's not going to look good if you sleep Mm-mm. on it, you know. Uh-uh. No, you so, can't even get that back in a clippy. No. Uh-uh. So, and I just think that that's kind of, and I'm like, that's not really, I'm not at that stage of life. Well, I actually, I have an appointment for next 
I think next Thursday with my regular guy, not with okay. the hair wizard, because mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's, I mean, you talk about a commitment, it's going to another state to get your hair fixed. Yeah, that is. And, I mean, that is, mm-hmm. that's a serious commitment. You're not playing around. So I can't, I just, I can't get over there. And so I'm going to go back to my regular guy, but this was inspired by, I had to go, I had to have two extra passport photos made for my visa application for Uganda. And I went to the Walgreens to get them to do them. Uh And when the girl showed me my image on the digital camera, and I am not kidding, my roots are three inches long. And you know, you can look at your hair and from certain angles, like in the bathroom or when you're Uh fixing it, you can convince yourself that it all blends. Uh But when you see photographic evidence of dark brown, I mean, it's not dark brown really, but, but significantly darker than the fake blonde that's on your hair coming uh-huh. down, you know, in front of your face about three inches long, it will it will inspire you to make an appointment. Yeah, oh, sorry. Who is that? Uh, that is Caroline's best friend's mother, mm-hmm. Colin. Would she like to be on the podcast? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm, not I'm not sure she even knows I have a blog. I think she would be very <laughs> thrown if I picked up and asked her if she would like to be on the podcast. When I went to pick Alex up from school today, one of the, um, they were on the playground, and one of the teachers was asking me, she said, now, you just work part-time now, right? And she was asking about that. She said, well, I think that's great. You know, you're here to get him, da-da-da-da-da-da. And I said, well, you know, I've, I've been doing a little writing, and I just kind of left it at that. And she said, well, well where are you writing? Uh, and I said, um, and I, you know, my, my instinct really, I should have never told her that I had been doing some writing, because then my instinct is just to say, on the computer, uh-huh. I just open up Word documents and just type. I have thousands of Word documents. <laughs> so, what did she, so did she say? Oh, well, so she said, I, I said, I, I just, I have a blog. And um, she said, a, a blog? And I said, yeah, I, just, I have a blog. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. And then I was like, oh, let me, oh, okay. He's chasing somebody. Let me go get him. All right, now. Yeah, uh-huh. And she's going to go up and type and She's going to have to Google well, blog. Yeah, she may have to Google blog. I don't know. I, you know, and I, I just can't, I don't know. I should have never said the writing word. I should have never said it. It just gets you, it just puts you in a pickle. That's funny because I went to a new doctor, I guess, like a couple of weeks ago. And it was so in occupation. I do not know why. Maybe it's because I've worked my whole adult life but I couldn't just put like homemaker whatever I mean so anyway I put freelance writer no I did that on the on the on the website I did it was like I lost you okay I lost you for a minute but you came back it's because my email was uh, let me hold on let me let me cut the email off okay um the the other day I was updating my information and uh, it like, came down to occupation, and I have always had what I, you know, what I used to do full time. I have always had that as my mm-hmm. occupation, and I thought, well, that's not really what I do so much anymore. So I put freelance writer. Oh, see, look at you and me both with our. So I said freelance writer, and so, but the doctor, it was one of those deals that then, like, he called me into his office, and we were just kind of having a conversation, and he goes, oh, you're a writer, that's cool, and I mean, I sat there like a deer in the head, like, <laughs> minutes, thinking, please, don't ask, don't ask, these have my work, because if I have to look at you and say, it bigmama1.com, <laughs> it's going to be too much, it's going to push me over the edge, it was, <laughs> and again, that one is so important. Big Mama won, because if you don't get that one... Oh, 
a doctor mm. if you don't get you that one. <laughs> I can tell you from some of the Google searches I see that get people to Big Mama One accidentally. <laughs> there are some people looking for some not so family friendly. Right, exactly. Well, I get to, I, I don't really get so much of those, but I have gotten some lately that have cracked me <laughs> up, including one a couple of days a couple of days ago. I had one that said it just said very simply three words: can't stop eating. <laughs> know what tickled me more <laughs> somebody had gone to the computer for advice about the fact that they couldn't stop eating or that the computer had directed them to me or that it might have been me that actually googled that, that might... oh, that's true because you've had the tape it was right after christmas that might have been me you've had you had a little bit of a tapeworm oh my goodness that uh, is hysterical can't stop uh, eating can't stop I mean, eating. if I had had any way to know who that was, I would have emailed him and I would have written back and said, you know what? Me neither. <laughs> Don't feel bad. It's happened to all of us. Oh, I just oh. get hysterical ones like that. And <coughs> there was one not too long ago. I think I told you about this one that said, I got a Google search that said, how does Boo Mama make money off her blog? And I thought, well, beats me. <laughs> I wish somebody could tell me. You tell me. If you have any ideas. Mine are usually just, I get a lot of just like Big Mama, Big Mama's House, Big Mama. <laughs> I get a lot of that kind of stuff. I get some other things that I just am not even going to say. Right, yeah. Um, and then I think because of my braces, like yesterday I had four different searches, which I'm assuming it had to be all by the same person looking for tooth apparatus. <laughs> and that, <laughs> that led them to my blog. I guess because of my braces. Tooth apparatus. <laughs> I don't know. But a tooth but the number one, if I were to look, the number one Google thing um, that leads people to my blog is Reese Witherspoon Bangs. See the number one thing I get is Paula Dean wedding ring. Mm. Mm. Now have you ever talked about Paula Dean's wedding ring? Very, very early on, like I'm going right now, I'm looking. Um very early on I mentioned about her ring because you know for a while there she really liked to flash it uh-huh. and um i said something about it but i get i bet if see i've got it yesterday i got searches that way i get a lot of searches um for jeans too okay. like people looking for certain sort of jeans but like uh-huh. okay well, then today i just i was looking i got a google search for sort of healthy bacon um oh it's just it cracks me up sort of healthy uh-huh. bacon um, oh, okay. I just got one. I just saw that I got one for Sylvester Cream and Morgan Freeman. Guess who I got oh. an email from today? From Sylvester Cream? From Sylvester Cream. A personal email? A personal email. What did he say? Well, I, of course. That is huge. I can't believe I'm just hearing of this. Well, I, it just happened this morning. Wow. I wrote him an email because, you know, I know a guy who has signed with State and will be a freshman <coughs> there next year. Just the greatest uh-huh. guy. I've talked to you about this person before. Yeah. And so I wrote um, Coach Croom. I just sent him an email back at the toward the end of the football season, I think after the Ole Miss game, and just told him, I mean, it wasn't anything long. I just said, you know, we're really proud of our team, but we're just so proud of the way that they act. And this guy that I know that's coming your way is just, you know, from such a great family. And I'm just tickled that he's going to get to play for you. Anyway, he wrote me back. It's very yeah. short, but it was from it was from him. Well, that is just very nice. Isn't that bad? Well, you need to tell him you're a freelance writer. 
<laughs> I didn't. I should have written him back and said, you know, Coach Cream, I said I wanted you to be my, my new pretend best friend forever. I know. And now it's not even pretend because he's actually sent you an email. I know. I probably, I'm actually probably going to write a blog post about it today. Well, yeah. So. For sure. That's very big. Mm-hmm. Isn't that exciting? Man, that is very exciting. But I actually Coach didn't write back after I emailed him a couple of times. He didn't. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I wouldn't email him. That would be wrong because I wouldn't have had any, you know, if you can't say anything nice, That's right. say anything at all. Just keep your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I got an email from Coach Cream this morning and I screamed. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah, that is, I mean, that is huge. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Wow. So anyway, I just saw that one, but Paula Dean wedding ring and then the Michael Scott celebrity program rabies benefit yeah. thing. That's probably the second thing. Besides just Big Mama and... Boo mama, uh-huh. you know, I get all variations of boo and mama. Yeah, but and I get like I get a lot of searches. Now I do get a lot of searches. I guess there must be something called Big Mama Pantyhose because I get a lot of searches for Big Mama Pantyhose. And you can't find those on my blog. I don't sell them. You probably, well, I'm just going to leave that alone. No. Well, and I don't even wear them. No. Pantyhose. So. Are you there? I think you cut out on me too. Oh, can you hear me now? Mm-hmm. I'm good. Can you hear me now? Mm-hmm. I'm good. Um, anyway, I don't know. It just tickles me. That's one of the highlights of my day. Can't stop eating. Oh, that is, I know. Can't stop eating. That is a classic one. Mm-hmm. So, oh, what else goodness. is going on? I hadn't talked to you all day. I know. Um, what else is going on? We went to the grocery store. That's kind of been our day. We, um, Yeah, that's it. That's, that's about <laughs> as good as it gets right there. Went to the grocery store. Um, we went to the, oh, we did go to Hollywood video mm-hmm. this morning because it was going to, supposed to be cold and rainy. It's just cold. Like the high's only like 40, which is really cold here. Um, and I told Caroline we could go to the movie store and rent her a couple of movies. And so we went and she got Strawberry Shortcake's Beach Party, which is mm-hmm. a classic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but anything that's not the Barbie Nutcracker right now, I'm a fan of because right. I'm about had it with Barbie mm-hmm. and her movies. Mm-hmm. And so we did that, and then we went over to Gully's for a little bit, and uh, that was it. And then went to uh, the grocery store. That's been our day. Well, that sounds very fun. I know. I don't have anything. <laughs> I didn't. I haven't gotten emails from, you know, Sylvester Croom or anybody of the like. Well, I'm trying to think. Um, no, I mean, you know, I just, I, I went to lunch with a couple of friends from church, and I just, they're, two of my favorite people in the world one is in her she's in her 40s and one is in her 50s and they uh-huh. they have they just have very kindly sort of taken me under their wing and i promise i laugh so hard oh my word i laugh so hard i just enjoy their perspective you know uh-huh. from a different uh-huh. season but anyway nice. it is nice so anyway what were you saying oh nothing okay nothing. Uh, but it's supposed <laughs> to snow here tomorrow oh it is mm-hmm. It never snows there. I know. Wow. I know, and it's Man. it's it's supposed to start tomorrow night, and then I think that it I don't think it'll stick. I mean, it may you yeah. know accumulate a little bit, but I mean, if it is a tablespoon, that is more than Alex has ever seen in his life. So that will wow. be very very fun. I know that's very. Now, last winter we had the big we had the big ice storm, mm-hmm. big ice oh seven <laughs> ice storm oh seven. Um, uh huh. It was here, and I mean, we did have some huge icicles that like were hanging down from our roof and everything. And Caroline thought that was great, but this year, actually, I watched. Uh, this is a, I'm about to reveal myself as just a bigger geek than anybody ever could have imagined. But I, I was I love the weather, 
And so I was watching last night, and it seems that we have been in a La Nina pattern, but it is now easing off. We've had a very dry winter, and now El Nino is coming in, which means that we probably will not have very serious hurricane threats this summer, which is good because that could coincide with your trip down here in August because we do not want to deal with hurricanes. No, the heat will be plenty. Thank you. The heat will be more than enough. And so anyway, but now they're saying that next week could be treacherous. We could have some. It could be dicey. So that tells me that there are some graphic designers oh yes ma'am they are working on overtime Mm -hmm. oh yeah we're gonna have i have no i have no doubt that tomorrow it's going to be winter storm watch 08 Oh, they love it. Oh, they love it. And it's the graphics are going to roll in, and they're going to be very noisy. And then mm-hmm. the, yeah, they will roll off the screen, and then they will refer constantly to Winter Storm Watch 08. And it's going to be very yeah. dramatic and, and yeah. quite entertaining. And they'll, and they'll show some poor little anchor, some little low-rent anchor <laughs> on the side of the interstate while they're putting gravel on what are just cold, wet streets because the temperature is really only 36. Right, right. But they're, they're going to be prepared for disaster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be all kinds of wrecks because everybody's skidding around on all the gravel that's down on the road. That's pretty much what happens here every year. Oh, yeah. That's pretty much what happens here, too. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think so. if there was anything else that I had to share. There was something I thought earlier that I wanted to talk to you about, but I think I can't talk about it on the podcast. Oh, I have something I can talk to you about I don't want to talk about on the podcast. <laughs> Um, um, and let's see, I was going to talk to you about our email-a-thon last night and this morning, uh, but I, we can't talk about that yet either. No, we can't. That'll we'll lead up to that. But now somebody did ask that somebody was very concerned. You know, I wrote in a post earlier this week. I came out and really it was all in good fun. All in good fun people that I said I wasn't really a fan of the veggie tales. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not anti veggie tales. I'm really not. I'm just saying that I think they, they hop and I find them <laughs> distracting. It's I know that they're vegetables, but the hopping kind of annoys me. And I've never really watched them. Caroline never really got into the veggie tales. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, never, that's never been her big thing. I know a lot of kids are obsessed with it, but she never. And I showed it to her, like, at an early age, and she must be like me. But anyway, so somebody was very concerned and had left me a comment and wanted to know if you and I were no longer speaking because of the the veggie tales. Oh, it's the veggie tales conflict of 08. Um, we had a couple of days there where we weren't sure if the friendship was going to survive it. Honestly, uh huh, that's exactly right. Uh huh, a lot of ugly talk mm-hmm. about cucumbers and tomatoes. A lot of steely, a lot of steely glances directed uh-huh. toward uh-huh. each other's blogs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I actually know I have never thought about that whole hopping thing, but I did mm-hmm. notice when we were at the movie last Friday. I did think, okay, they have swords but no hands. How does this work? Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And somebody said that it used to not be like that. Really? Apparently, in ye, ye veggie tales of old, they didn't used to have them hold things just out there in the air. I don't know if that's true or not, because like I said, I've never really watched a lot of veggie Well, I've tales. seen every single veggie tales, everything. And I think that, well, I think that person is actually, well, no, they've always driven cars and things, which <laughs> I, I guess, I don't know. I have seen them, like, there's one where they have to carry up a piano up a whole lot of steps, and I guess they could have just pushed it with their bodies but as they hopped but i think it's just got to be the willing suspension of disbelief you just have to roll with it and accept that yes they can hold mm-hmm. swords even though they have no hands mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and honestly it's, it's not even the swords with no hands i don't know why that doesn't bother me as much as the hopping but when that movie started maybe it was the mood i was in saturday i don't know but i was like that hopping is about to get on my last nerve like it just 
It was, it was all I could do. That's when you need a, a blackberry, and you could just email or something during the movie. I've really thought yeah. about that, you know, because I mean we have talked about get, about me getting a blackberry, but then the the verdict has always been no. That's probably not a great idea because I would just end up. I mean, I would be one of those people who would you'd be having a conversation with, and they'd be glancing at their phone all the time. Yeah, and uh-huh. so I'm not I'm not going to get one, but I did think in the movie I thought you know this is when like a blackberry would come in really handy. Uh-huh. I could check email. I could, you know, but, oh, well. Well, I wonder if you'd spring your laptop in there. Maybe nobody would care. But they don't have Wi-Fi. Oh, well, yeah, that's probably true, because why would you need it at the movie theater? (laughs) Why wouldn't you need it at the movie theater? That is my question. They got it at our neighborhood pool this summer, which I thought was so interesting. They did? Are you going to bring your laptop up to the pool? I would. (laughs) I totally would. Yeah, I mean, I guess you, yeah, I guess I'm not at that stage, but yeah, I guess if I was a mom and I had kids that were just up there playing and they, I knew they could swim. I mean, I don't know. I kept thinking the glare would be really bad. There's not really anywhere that's like not out in the sun. Right, but I am the same mother who did, in fact, Alex wanted to play on the deck a couple of weeks ago. It was actually right before Christmas, and I had a ton I needed to get done, and I took the computer outside. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've thought about doing that many a time. I just haven't done it because I know the dogs would try to jump up on mm. me. Well, it it was it, the glare was a factor, but I still was I was able to secure an excellent Wi-Fi connection from the deck. Mm. Well, so there you have mm-hmm. it. Okay, but there is no VeggieTales Rift to settle that. No, that question. No. It's we have we have way too many other things in common for the VeggieTales to ever separate us because we have clothes. Mm-hmm. We have oh well, and you know. Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. And uh, lots of things. Lots of things. So lots of the VeggieTales is a very minor thing. Yes, it is. And it's really a transition. I mean, you know, that's a, that's a very short time in your life, really. Mm-hmm. Hey, I did get a, did you get a question from, from Mandy? No, I did not. But I'm sitting here looking at a question from Ruth. Oh, we have a, we have a question? I'll find the question from Mandy. Have, I do have a question. Do you have any questions? I have one, I know. Hold on. Let me find... <clears throat> Let's see, bit, I think I, one of them is actually about our Christmas traditions, which would have been really good had we actually done a podcast before Christmas. That would have been, been a good question. It would have been answer. excellent. <laughs> now it's kind of like nobody really cares. Okay, hold on. This is the wrong. Let me. Okay, I can edit out the the, the pause. I know. I, I surely I didn't delete it. Hold on. Let me let it. Let me let it search. But I know I didn't put it in the right folder. Um, oh, okay, here it is. See, I found it. Um, all right, this is from Mandy. Uh-huh. And by the way, Mandy's blog is mandythompson.wordpress.com. Um, but she said, but I wanted to ask what the two of you do in the midst of blogging, parenting, and keeping up with the latest fashion trends to keep your spiritual lives fresh, Bible studies, devotionals, Bible reading plans, small groups, church groups, etc. And then do you have any study or book recommendations for your listeners to dive into as we start a new year? This is a serious question. That is a serious question. Mm-hmm. And that's Mandy's question. All right. Do you want to answer? Do you want me to answer? Well, you go first, and then I'll follow. Or- well, I am. Um, uh, now, I have. Well, I'm going to make a confession here. Okay. I will confess. I had not really done. I hadn't done a group Bible study since before Caroline was born up until this past summer because I just, after she was born and between work and everything else, it was just never a time. And it seemed like all the women's Bible studies that I knew of met like Tuesday mornings at nine mm-hmm. o'clock. And that was not a time I could go do anything when I was working. Um, and then at night where we go to church is kind of far from the house. And I was like, I don't want to really drive all the way out there. And 
you know, just because I was tired at the end of the day. So I hadn't done anything a long time. So I had done a Beth Moore study before, but I had never done, it certainly hadn't done all of them, and I'd never done them in a group setting. I just bought the book to do it, to give me something to do. Mm-hmm. So then this summer I did Jesus, the one and only, and then this fall I did A Woman's Heart, God's Dwelling Place, and then now I just started last week Believing God, which I'm so excited about because I was telling you about it. Um, I'm very excited. And in fact... I went, (laughs) Kelly was laughing at me because I did go yesterday because, you know, for believing God, you've got to wear your blue bracelet. Yes, you do. As your reminder. So I went to Michael's to look for something to fashion myself a blue bracelet Uh out of. And I was looking and I was looking and I mean, it took me an inordinate amount of time. And I called Kelly and I said, I'm pretty sure that Beth would not have wanted me to lose sight of the study. (laughs) For the right blue bracelet. Then I am actually reflecting on believing God. Well, but you have got to wear that for a long time. And it, it's helpful if it is something that you find to be cute or at least attractive. I know. I know. Well, in Gully, I laughed because you know that real cute bracelet I bought, which I ought to take a picture of it and show it on the blog, but that real cute bracelet I bought when I was in Birmingham that's got all the different colored stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is I cute. I bought it at that at-home store. And Gully said, I really wish that you could maybe, f- we could f- all find bracelets like that that are blue. She said, wouldn't that be fun to wear? Oh, that would be awesome. fun to wear, a stone bracelet. <clears throat> I know. Well, do you I not know. think that they have some, have you looked online like it? Well. At the, what's that, what's the jewelry store? I can't think of it. Um. Moon, Sam Moon. Sam Moon, Sam Moon. Well, what I ended up finding was it's just a little piece of, like, Gully called it ultra suede. It's just like I had to buy eight yards of it, but it was a steal for $3.99. It's like blue, like like ultra suede, kind of like a shoelace. Uh uh And I just tied it around my wrist. Mm Mm-hmm. And so when it works, it's comfortable. And the thing is, it's waterproof. I can leave it on. I can sleep in it. I can shower in it. I don't need to worry about taking it on and off. Okay. Um, and it seems a little more studious than if I were to really research and find something with blue stones. That right. seems a little more frivolous. And it is supposed to kind of have a tassel. But the funny thing was, so I tied this blue bracelet. And I know I'm getting off track, but I tied this blue bracelet. Well, when I picked up Caroline from school yesterday, of course, old Eagle Eye noticed it. And she said, what's that bracelet? What's that? And I want one. And so we came home and she said, I want a bracelet like that. And I said, well, here. I said, I'll make you one. So I tied one on. And I said, now, the reason we're wearing this, I said, it's because for Mama's Bible study, I said, we're learning about believing in God. And I said, and I said, it's when you look at this bracelet, you remember that God is who he says he is, and he can do what he says he can do. And she was like, oh, okay. So then this morning we went over to Gully's, and she had on her blue bracelet. And I said, tell Gully why you have on that bracelet. And she said, because God can do it. <laughs> well, you know he can. I said, well, that's close enough. God can do it. So I don't know if Beth knows, but her five faith principles, she could have just condensed those all to God can do it because that was Caroline's verse. God can do it. Well, there you go. God can do it. That's the heart of it. Mm Yeah. So anyway, so that's what I'm doing. I'm doing Believing God, and then I've also started, and I've gotten a little hung up in, I really wanted to read the Bible in a year because I've never done that. Mm -hmm. Gully did it last year, and it really inspired me because... I was like, you know what? I really want to do that because I just saw that she learned mm-hmm, so much, mm-hmm. you know. And so I've never done that. So I found this site. I've linked it on my favorites, but where you can you read it in chronological order. So essentially I read through Genesis 11, and then you go over and read Job. Oh. Um, so it's all, like, chronological, which is interesting, you know, kind of the way it works mm-hmm. because you don't think about it. So, so anyway, I'm in the middle of Job right now, and I will tell you <laughs> that Job is depressing. Job, Job had some hard times. Job, I'm not, I'm not, he had a run of luck. Like I mean, I'm telling you what. Or I should say a run of providence. I shouldn't say a run of luck. But he, I'm telling you what. He had he had a time. 
mm-hmm. that would be discouraging. I know. Well, and I know how it's going to end. I know it ends well, right. but it's just in the middle of it. It's just like, man. Well, and what's funny is, is when Gully was reading the Bible in the year, like she got to, I guess, Job, it was around springtime or like early summer when she got to Job. And she made the comment to me at the pool one day. She goes, Job is depressing. And my comment was very sympathetically. I said, well, yeah. <laughs> But now that I am plotting through Joe, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's it's kind of, but anyway, that's what I'm trying to do. So I'm trying to do my best more believing God and then also read the Bible in a year. Gotcha. So we'll see. So that's what I'm doing currently. And then, of course, going to church and that kind of well, stuff sure. on a sure. fairly regular basis. I told you about, did I tell you the other day about when Alex and I were in the car and we were, I can't even remember now what we were talking about, but I said something to the effect of, but that's what happens when you have God in your heart. You know, he convicts you of when you do the, when you need to do the right thing or when you've done the wrong thing. And he sat there and he looked at me for a minute and he was tapping on his heart. That's how you do this? Uh-huh. Yes, yeah, you did. <laughs> and he said, Mama. And I said, what? And he said, Jesus tickles. <laughs> um, and I thought, well, you know. Um, okay, so for me, um, my big thing for the new year was to not to to be very committed to carving out quiet time for myself all by myself with everybody else around in the mornings Mm. and so that has been my thing this year and right now I'm just going through I mean I just have my bible and then my prayer journal and I've been just going through my utmost for highest with the Oswald Chambers book. Okay. I love that. I do too. I just love it. And I take either, either there's always a, a verse mentioned um, at the top of each Oswald Chambers devotion. So I'll either do that chapter, mm-hmm. I'll read through that chapter in the mornings, or a, a lot of times, I say a lot of times, it's, you know, we're, I'm 17 days in. Um, yeah. <laughs> a lot of times. Um, mm-hmm. I really have a system. But, um, like, there was a, a one morning that I had, the book had ended up in another room or something. And so I'll go get the, look at, like, look at the blog and get the verse off of there and then read that chapter. Um, so it's not, like, a huge methodical through the Bible thing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's been good. And my my deal is, and I, you know, I have committed that that is, I do, I do that before anything. You know, that's before, I, yeah. I don't, I can't check email. I can't do anything mm-hmm. until I have, I have done that. And that's good. Thank you. That's good. And so besides that, then there's, um, oh, and I have a, a, my Bible study is doing a, um, I do that on Thursday nights, and we're doing a book that was written by a woman here in Birmingham. We're kind of going through that right now, and then we're going to pick up with, a, I think we're going to do a Bethmore Bible study mm-hmm. next. And so, and I love that group because they are, for the most part, we're, we're just a wide range of ages, which I enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not good in a room of 30-somethings. I like sort of yeah. a range. And so, that's good. And then, you know, church and all that goes with mm-hmm. that. Oh, that's very good. Thank you. That's very good. Well, because one of my favorite Bible studies I ever did was with a group from my church years ago. This is before I had Caroline, but we did Experiencing God. And it was, I mean, all age ranges Mm -hmm. from every walk of life. And it was so fascinating because it's people that are just so different from you and just in totally different stages of life. And they all had kids and I didn't have, I mean, so I was kind of like the baby Mm -hmm. of the group. And I just, um, but it was neat. I especially like, I just like being in contact with, with women whose children are grown. They, I just feel Mm -hmm. like I get a lot out of you know, just their perspective. It, it is oh, yeah. very helpful to me. And so anyway, so that's, um, that's the plan for 
for 2008. And as far as believing God, I told you this the other night. And I, you know, I'm a fan of lots of different Bible study authors, mm-hmm. lots of different. I think there are tons of great people out there. You and I have both um, read Jean Stockdale's Bible study. I think you yeah, know she does great. Well, there are lots of great people. But I will mm-hmm. say that believing God, I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that the time that God used that study at that point in my life to do something really big. I mean, it was, it was a big, huge yeah. turning point life changer for me. So uh-huh. I'm excited about it. I mean, and I told you that it was, it amazed me because I knew that it was obviously about believing God because yep. I'm quick like that. <laughs> that title. Figured I, by the title, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought I can deduce mm-hmm. that this is probably about believing God, but I had no idea the scriptures. And it was so cool because even just in the first week, the scripture references have already been the same scriptures that God has been leading me to over and over mm-hmm. and over mm-hmm. again over the last three to four months, which is totally a God thing because a lot of them are out of Joshua and Deuteronomy, which are not books <laughs> that I have spent vast amounts of time right. before. Normally, you know, before, if I'm just going to pick up the Bible, I'm looking like Ephesians, Galatians, right. Philippians, really an Old Testament. I have been really into the Old Testament lately, though. I'm telling you what. I know. I'll, I know. I kind of have, too. It's like, I, maybe it's, maybe as you get older, you have an appreciation for where you come from. Maybe so. I will just say that, and too, I think to our pastor has been preaching out of the Old Testament a lot lately and then tying mm-hmm. it back into the New Testament. But mm-hmm. I, I have really, I have, I have enjoyed it. I have learned yeah. a lot. Well, and you know, I used to kind of totally, I mean, this sounds terrible, and I don't really mean blow off the Old Testament. Yes, ma'am. I did too. You know, where it was like, uh, whatever. But then, I guess a couple of years ago, our pastor preached about, um, oh, about, um, uh, <laughs> I'm like, whatever, it really touched me. Oh, about Isaac. About Isaac. And Abraham. And Rebecca. And there, no, but like Isaac and Rebecca okay. and their relationship and uh, Esau and Jacob gotcha. and just how all that. And then like um, the coat and his brothers and Egypt. Joseph. Well, this is Joseph. Thank you. Oh, I was thinking Joshua. What? I'm like, who? He had a coat of many colors. Who was he? Joshua and his coat of many colors thank that his mama made for him. Oh, yes. Thank you, Dolly. Thank you. Sing it. Oh. So, anyway, but it fascinated me because I was like, well, this just reads like a novel. This is fascinating. How they came and all the, all the brothers and they didn't know who he was and it was him and he knew. And, I mean, I, uh, this is just mm-hmm. intriguing. It is. And I know. I missed all that in Sunday school probably because I was talking. Well, me and you both, sister, I missed all that. You know, I thought, I don't believe that. I don't believe growing up they ever preached on the Old Testament. And I thought... <laughs> No, I'm sure they did. I think I was just running my mouth. I don't think I had ears to hear. But I would have some notes. Well, oh, I, oh, the notes. But um, I will say that I, I made this comment after Church Sunday that the Old Testament, you know, when you take the Old Testament and you really see the consistency of God's character, you know, I mean, it puts the whole thing in perspective. It's it's. You know, the new covenant is great, but it, it you know, it's, it's, there's so much more depth and richness to it, which is probably the most elementary theological statement anybody could ever make. <laughs> but, you know, just meet me where I am, people. Well, no, it's true, though. It's true. Now, with notes in church, do you know that, like, thinking back as a teenager, which I'm mortified now uh, to think about this, but I got called down from the pulpit, like, not not singularly, but like, hey, you kids in the back row <laughs> I, need to. I have also. Mm-hmm. I have also been did called you, down. Did from, you get called? Oh, no, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, 
Um, because I, I believe my husband and I, when we were in <laughs> junior high, had to take up the offering one night in Sunday night um, church, and for uh-huh. some reason we got very tickled. Like I don't know what it was, I don't know what prompted uh-huh. it, but we, I mean, we were a distraction to say the least during you know offering is an act of worship, and we totally. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And the and the pastor said. Um, when I was growing up, if something was that funny, we always had to share it with someone. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Those are the those are the moments your mom and daddy, I bet, were proud. Uh, well, I don't think if memory serves. I think Daddy had a meeting that night. I don't think they were in there because if they had been, uh-huh. I don't think you may not be talking to me. No, I don't think like that I would have been because you know I can uh-huh. remember one of the few spankings I remember growing up was when my cousin Paige and I sat on the front row at church and did sign language the whole time. We had learned the sign language alphabet in school. <laughs> Uh-huh. And we thought we were being really good because we weren't saying words. We were just, you know, sign uh-huh. language into each other in a smallish church. It was a bit of a uh-huh. distraction. Yes. Well, you know, we had this, me and it was, I had a couple of guys that were like my best friends in church youth group. And one of them was this guy named Chris. And he and I developed this whole, and I had this t- just huge crush on this older boy named Kendall. I believe I have even blogged about him. <laughs> Um, and he's a missionary now with five kids, and that is great because that is God knowing what he was mm-hmm. doing. Because I, I would not be good living in Hungary mm-hmm. with five kids. Mm-hmm. But anyway, or I don't even know if he's in Hungary, but he's somewhere like that. So, does Hungary even still exist? I'm just thinking Hungary and all the Hungary-ish countries <laughs> somewhere in the vicinity somewhere. of a Hungary-type yeah, nation. Yeah, some type of former Soviet Czech. <laughs> something i don't know some country anyway a strong grasp of geography as i had to when i found out i was going to uganda i had to get out the map to see where it was yes mm-hmm. exactly well and this is so this is what's so funny because this actually ties into the geography thing so chris and i developed this elaborate system where we could write notes about everybody but in case we left behind our church bulletin nobody could decipher Ooh. what we were talking about oh. so we were countries and we were i don't even remember what everybody was but we had like I think I was perhaps the United States because I was clever. And then this other guy that we didn't really like was Russia. And then we had like Germany. And then we had like neutral parties that were Switzerland and Austria. And we would write all these notes about Switzerland and Austria and who was in Uganda. Somebody actually was Uganda. And we like, that was our big elaborate system. Which tells you that I was geeky. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Or just had a lot of time on my hands. This was like eighth, ninth grade. I really don't think. So. I mean, it, you know, it's just scary in a way. But I really, I, I don't remember one one sermon growing up. No, I don't either. I mean, I remember being in church, and I'm, I know that mm-hmm. that there was a foundation that was certainly laid during that time. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I could not tell you one sermon. I don't remember a lot of sermons. I remember going down for a couple of all <laughs> particularly bad Friday nights. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yes. There was. There was. I was dedicated and rededicated and <laughs> thrice dedicated. I, I, I thought I lost my salvation the previous Friday night. Oh yeah. You got. You put me in some sort of youth retreat. I was gonna. Re, I was gonna. At some point, there were gonna be tears and a rededication of my faith. At some point. Oh. We used to go to this place called Sky Ranch over spring break for like a long weekend retreat. And I mean, I remember, and then every, the last night it was always a big deal. They had a bonfire and you could get up and talk in front of the bonfire. Uh-huh. And I mean, you can guarantee there was a lot of weeping uh-huh. and repenting. 
oh, just everybody hugging it out. You were all best friends, <laughs> even if by the time you were on the bus, everybody was talking about everybody else again. Oh, have mercy, the drama. Oh, the drama. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Church youth groups, they're, they're, they're ripe for drama. Oh, my goodness, I know. God love the youth workers of America and the work that they do in their youth ministry. I know, I know. Well, you know, when Perry and I all those years did Campus Life, I knew that, you know, I knew that my last year, because we did it for a long time, and for a long time I was so sympathetic, Mm -hmm. and I could just counsel those girls about their boyfriends and about their friend problems and about all their stuff, and and I knew that God was telling me that my time had come to an end (laughs) the year on the ski trip when some girls came to it, and they wanted to just talk and talk and talk, and I think that I said something real sympathetic, like, well, y'all are all going off to college in three months anyway, and you'll make new friends. Granted, I mean, in my defense, it was like two in the morning, and we had been on a bus, and I was like, you know what, y'all can figure this out at a later time. This is not the time. When I have had some rest. I was going to say, but I probably could have been a little nicer about it at the time. So, um, all right, do we need another question? Do you have another question? I do. Okay. Okay. This is from Ruth. And Ruth apparently does not have a blog. Okay. Um, But she said that you and Boo Mama have inspired me to watch as much U.S. college football as I can get up here in Canada. Oh, excellent. I know. Um, Even though we've had our own league since 1958, we're only just lately getting enthused about it at a high school and college level. Um, She's talking about many Canadian football fans follow a CFL team as well as an NFL team. Um, which brings me to a podcast question. Do you have favorite NFL teams or do you just move straight into college basketball? Are you, as a resident of Texas, I guess speaking to me, required by law to cheer for Dallas and do I blame Jessica Simpson? Mm. Mm-hmm. That is a tough question. That's a loaded question. I'll go ahead and tell you, I don't care. I don't give a rip about the NFL. I really don't. Yeah. And I think it's because I didn't grow up in a state with a team. I mean, the, yeah. the, you know, the we were close to New Orleans and to Atlanta and the Saints still, I mean, you know, that that's sort of the, that's kind of, they're kind of Mississippi's team, I guess, if, in a way. But I just have never really gotten into pro football I, because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. But now college football, you know, I adore it. And yes, I go straight from college football into college basketball season. I did watch mm-hmm. the Colts play Sunday just because yeah. I was trying to, to get Alex to go to sleep. And um, anyway, it was a good thing to put on so we could, you know, mm-hmm. rest for a while, but I just don't get into it. It just does not. I don't know. There are no the, the traditions not there in the way that it yeah. is with college football. Yeah, and see, I think for me, like I definitely college football is my first love. I mean, that's I mean by and large. I've never been a huge, but I would say that because I grew up in Houston, my first experience with football before I really even understood college football was with the Houston Mm -hmm, Oilers mm -hmm. and Love You Blue. I mean, I had like Earl Campbell, Love You Blue, the jersey, the whole thing. Derek Dahls were the cheerleaders, and so it was all very much. So, see, I'm not really, I've never been a Cowboys fan. Now, back in the day, I did like the Cowboys because of Tom Landry and all that Mm -hmm. vintage Cowboys. Ever since Tom Landry's been gone, it's like, who cares, really? And I know some people would say that's sacrilege because the Troy Aikman years and all that, whatever, don't Mm -hmm. care. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, once the Oilers left Houston, that was really it. Now there's the Texans, which I like the Texans, and if I were going to cheer ardently for a team, and you know, the Aggies' new coach came from the Texans. Right, right. So I would say the Texans would be the NFL team. But will I, like, stop in the middle of Sunday to, like, go home and watch their game now? Right. Yeah. But I like what 
I like to cheer for the Titans just because, you know, they're in Nashville and, you know, yeah. that's close by to us now. But, well, I'd like, do I keep up with it? No. I'll just watch them if they're on, but I don't keep up with it at all. But, of course, yeah. I don't know how I could. I don't know how my level of devotion to college football is so great that I just don't think I have room in my heart for the NFL. I mean, I would really, I would have to move some of my college football because I don't just keep up with Mississippi State. I mean, I really follow college football and so yeah. I, I you know I, I can't I can't commit to the pros and so like right now I'm I'm really following college basketball and so yeah you know I just I have to I have to keep my allegiance to that one thing or you know but I'm just not really a professional because I'll tell you I live in San Antonio so everybody here I mean the Spurs I mm -hmm. mean you talk about just fanatics everybody here's just Spurs everything I could care less about the Spurs. right I mean not, I mean, like, that's great that they win, and I know they're a bunch of nice guys and whatever. You know, Tony Parker's married to Eva Longoria, whatever. But, like, if somebody called me tonight and said they had, like, great tickets at half court, I mean, whatever, I could take it or leave it. <laughs> but now, see, if somebody called me and said they had great tickets at half court for a college basketball game, oh. I would pretty much go regardless of who was playing. Oh, that's, see, that's me, too. I would be that exact same way. I just think college sports are more pure. Uh, it's about the game, and there are students, and I don't know. I just like it better. I just feel like, too, you know, I don't know. And, you know, I have a, a friend of our family now plays in the pros, and I, you know, I, I, I want to follow him, but, you know, uh -huh. I just, but he has a younger brother who, you know, was, was playing college ball this past season, and I just really found myself following the younger brother much more <laughs> than I was following the older brother. Just by virtue of the fact that he was in college. I just love it. Yeah, I know. I agree. And, you know, for me, too, now, because used to basketball season, this was always a bleak time mm -hmm. of year because I do love Aggie baseball. Mm -hmm. So I follow baseball. But baseball is hard because you can't watch it on TV. Right. I mean, so you can't. I mean, you're just reading scores. And so that's always, you know, once I wasn't at school anymore, it's it's hard to get down there for baseball games. But now all of a sudden A&M good at basketball. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of awakened this you know, love of college basketball that I've always, I've always liked college basketball, but I've always been more of a, once the sweet 16 starts, I get really into all of that once I can narrow down the teams. But now all of a sudden I'm really into it because I have a team that's actually really good. Right. Um, and then the last part of this question was, so obviously it's a resident of Texas, not required to cheer for Dallas. In fact, I'm, I don't really consider myself a Dallas fan, although I do like Tony Romo. I think there is something kind of appealing about him, but still not a huge Dallas fan. And I, I don't really blame Jessica Simpson. Hello. Mama? Yeah, but, um, uh, uh, um, uh, I thought we could make a fire business in there. Huh, that was where Mama was eating some cookie dough earlier. <laughs> can I eat some cookie dough, can I? Uh-huh, just a little bit. I need some cookie dough. Okay, well, maybe it's in the refrigerator. You'll have to wait and get it out in just uh, a little bit. Where's your jacket? Go find your jean jacket. But, Don't leave it outside. Go find it. No, I'm not coming inside. Okay. Well, I just want to get some, eat some cookie dough right now. Well, after dinner, you can if you eat a good no, dinner. No, 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 Hey, it's not ready right now. If you need to whine, you can go in your room. If you need to whine, you can go in your room. You either need to go to your room or you need to go get your jean jacket out of the back house like I just asked you to do. Go. You're about to be in big trouble. Shut the door. I'm also reading Dr. Dobson's The Strong Willed Child. <laughs> I was going to say. 
And and next up, we want to announce that we'll be writing a parenting book. (laughs) (laughs) Today, we were in Target, and Alex said he wanted some Cheetos. He wanted the skinny Cheetos. Well, they had the big family-sized jumbo bags on sale for $3. And he was like, no, I want the small bag. And I was like, listen, the small bags of Cheetos... (laughs) Or two dollars and something, we can get a giant bag of Cheetos for three dollars. We're getting these Cheetos, and he said, "No, I don't want those. I want the little bag." And I said, "Well, I don't care what you want. We're getting the big bag of Cheetos." And I put it in the cart, and he threw it. Oh, oh! It was a. Um, I wheeled that cart around. I, it went at a ninety degree angle. I mean, it was his eye. Oh. Mm. And then you find yourself saying things like, you will eat the Cheetos that your mama buys for you. (laughs) You will eat this junk food if I have to shove it. You will eat this (laughs) monosaturated sodium laden snack treat. (laughs) The family size, and you will eat every single one of them. Oh, and I thought, how did this how did this become my life where I'm having a standoff in the middle of Target with a four year old over a family sized bag of crunchy Cheetos? <laughs> I know. It goes wrong so quick though. It goes wrong so Oh quick. my was, word. Uh, I know, I know. Well, you just heard our our thing here. Well last night she would not go to bed and Perry's been gone. He's been out of town, you know, like on and off for days you know so last night she was in my bed because he was gone and she would not go to sleep and I kept saying you know you're going to end up back in your bed get to be in my bed it's a special treat and she finally said um and so finally she said can I get up with you just for a few minutes and I was watching American Idol auditions and I said sure fine get up and so I let her get up for a few minutes and I had because I did eat cookie dough for dinner last Mm -hmm. night because I'm healthy Mm -hmm. like that and so I had my spoon sitting out she's like what's that spoon for and I said that's from your dinner she's like no what have you been eating with that spoon and I was like I don't know because I was like I can't get into the cookie (laughs) dough but I thought I'm sitting here lying I'm sitting here lying about cookie Mm -hmm. dough praying that she won't see the bowl of it Mm -hmm. sitting on the counter because after I put her to bed I thought you know what what do I want for dinner and I thought I want to make myself a big thing of cookie dough and that's exactly what I did good for you well, I don't know. That does not really fit into my New Year's resolution. <laughs> of healthy eating? <laughs> of healthy eating. It does not really. But I thought, I'm going to sit here and nobody's here to judge me. Right. But now I'm just saying it out here on the Internet so all kinds of people can judge right. me. Right. Well, that's okay. Uh-huh. But I think secretly more people would be envious oh. than they would be judgmental. Oh, I'm going to tell you what. If I, mm, The sugar. Oh, the sugar. Uh, I know. I know. Mm. See, but I would rather have brownie batter than cookie dough. Oh, you would? Oh, yes, ma'am. I would rather have that triple chunk brownie Mm. mix. I would rather stir all that together. Even if there are raw eggs in there, I don't care. You know, that is is what the the government agencies that regulate. What's that, the USDA or something? That's what they're for. Yeah. That's their problem. Uh Oh, absolutely. But if I had a thing of that, I could make myself sick off of brownie batter. Uh Uh-huh. Do you remember that makes me think of that? Do you remember that thing of brownie batter that we bought when we were in Birmingham? Because <laughs> we thought we had an oven in your room. <laughs> but as it turns out, we didn't. And not that we couldn't have come over here and thrown it in the oven, but that would have ruined the whole thing. Well, and that would have required us to drive because what that hotel was good five oh, minutes from your Oh, it's a good house. maybe three, yeah. Oh. 
so a long way away. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, I, I do love me some oh, some brownie batter. Mm. I think I, it's because I do like it's batter. concentrated chocolate, and I, I like as much chocolate as I can get in one place mm-hmm. at one time. I like the I like the cookie dough because I like the chunks of the chocolate mm-hmm. in, the, in the cookie dough. Do you use chocolate chips or do you use the chocolate chunks? No, I use chocolate chips. Okay. I do. Gar- I like Gardelli semi-sweet chocolate chips okay. is what I use in mine. Gully puts chocolate chunks in hers, and they are delicious, but I like the, because only Nestle's does the chocolate chunks, which I guess I could cut up my own chocolate, but that isn't going to happen. Right, well, you know. I, know. I commend you. Well, and so I baked some of them, and then the rest of them I just left the dough, so I could continue to just spoon out little handfuls of dough every now and then <laughs> when I need some. So, because I've been a single parent for the last couple of days, and so I felt like I deserved Whatever it. Whatever gets you through. I know, I know, and tonight I may order a pizza from this place that we've decided we think Perry's allergic to their pizza, so since he isn't going to be around, I think we're, I'm going to order one of their pizzas. Oh, that sounds good. I don't know what I'm uh-huh. going to cook tonight, but I guess I better I, be, I guess I guess better start thinking. I was going to say, since it's almost five. Well, hey, and I guess we should we, should we do a teaser that in a few weeks we're going to have a very special podcast with a very special guest? Yes, and we're very excited we're very about excited. It. I really don't know how well we're going to do because I really do sort of think we're going to get sidetracked and talk about 70s television. Well, I agree because obviously if the emails are any indication, we have a lot to say about it. Well, that. and you saw today, I mean, we had an extensive discussion about 80s comedy. <laughs> I know, and I was late to the oh. missed out on all that. I was at the grocery store and I was very sad when I came home and saw all those emails and I had missed out on Jan Hooks and the Sweeney sisters and Well, it's like I know people's court. Yeah, I, I was telling I told David about it earlier and I was like, you know, and, and, and he is right there with me on the whole Saturday Night Live from the eighties thing. I mean we mm-hmm. can quote it ad nauseum and um anyway, when I told him some of the lines that we were exchanging back and forth via email, <laughs> he was terribly excited. <laughs> terribly excited. I know. Well, because it's like it's it's like finding out you've kind of you've got like it's like when you and I met. It's like realizing you've got like a long lost soul. Yeah, like a friend that you didn't know you yeah. had, and that oh my yes. word, we have we have lots in common. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's just like wow, who knew? Mm-hmm. So we, that's the power of the internet. It is. So we have a very special um, guest. Yep. When do we think that's going to be? Like two or three weeks. I'm hoping it's not when I'm in Africa. Well, that is going to, that would make things very difficult. So if it is, we'll have to wait until I can come back and watch the TV thing. But like I said, if we had auditions. We usually have, what, four nights? Because auditions will be this week and next week right. too, right? And then the next week, will, I don't know, we might be cutting it close. But we uh-huh. can just do one, and we can just, we can just do one before I leave if we need to. On Yeah, right before. Because that ought to be, because I'm trying to think, that's still, what, three weeks away, right? Before you yeah, leave? Yeah, it is. Yeah, so we ought to be into, we ought to be down to the, yeah, yeah, 24. Yeah, we should be down to 24. Yeah, um, I think good. I thought Dallas, it shamed me last night. Well. Yeah, but. Uh, what's sweet? I want to just one piece of. <laughs> Stop here. I'll fix it for you. I'll get it in a little bit. I can't do it right now. I want you to make a fire. Well, baby, Daddy, that's why Daddy's here. Go get Daddy to make a fire. Okay. Okay. Go tell Daddy you want to fire in the fireplace. Okay. 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 It's only gotten up to like forty here today. Was that was that spirit. was that the repentant heart that came in to to see? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. As you say, your spirit. Mama, mm-hmm. would you make a fire, please? And I'm like, why? Your dad's here. Why would I make a fire? I don't. Even, I don't know how. You know, like I was reading on Beth Moore's blog about how she gets up and makes a fire. I wouldn't know how to make a fire. I could not. I could no more start a fire in our fireplace. 
But don't you think she's not really making a fire? Don't you think they've got those gas? <laughs> no, I really. I really picture her making a fire. I picture. I don't picture her putting the wood on the fire. Now, maybe maybe Amanda can set us straight on this, but I really picture her like putting the wood on the fire and putting the kindling under there and lighting it. Oh yeah. Oh, well, now I'm dying to know because I've just thought, because my parents have that, like the gas logs where they just turn on. Yeah, we had those at our old house, and we used them for uh-huh. a one month. We would, like uh-huh. when we first got them installed, we would, every night we would turn the fire on, and oh, it was so cozy and beautiful. And then we got that next month's gas bill, and those <laughs> things didn't come back on the whole rest of the time that we lived there. Because I'm telling you, when you get a $400 gas bill, it will get your attention. Uh-huh. Yeah, that will. That'll make you say, "I can just get a blanket." Yeah, I will just, I will snuggle up right here on this couch. So, but now we have the we have the wood burning fireplace, and it is one uh-huh. of David's great joys in life. To, to he loves fire, and so he likes to to build the fire, and he's really perfected it this year. And it's, anyway, so I do picture. I picture, and every night when he builds one, I think, okay, so Beth Moore can do that because I just really couldn't build one. I can't, like, I'll tell you, on occasion, I have been able to build a fire. It's not always guaranteed, and sometimes it takes a lot of lighter fluid for me to get that sucker going. I mean, I'll douse it several times. Well, I've never, I don't think I've ever told you this story, but there was one time, this is not really related, but kind of, I was in college, and there was this family I babysat for the whole time I was in college, and now their kids are grown, but anyway... The little girl, Mary Allison, was having her birthday party, and her mama had asked me if I would come during the birthday party and just kind of help her, and maybe could she put me on the grill? And I was like, sure, I can totally do that. I was probably 19, 20. (laughs) And so I was thinking like a gas grill where there would be like, you know, you would turn it on and hit the ignite. Well, it was a charcoal grill. And I did not understand the whole concept of (laughs) how you have to light the, what, Sorry, that was my, my my sound was on my computer. I'm sorry. Okay, the gas grill. Okay, so I didn't understand the whole concept with the charcoal that you really have to get the coals hot and then release them into the grill. And then, you know, you cook things a little bit more slowly maybe. Uh-huh. I just thought uh-huh. you put the charcoal in there and you squirted lighter fluid on it and then you would throw a match on it. Yeah. Oh, and then yeah. you were done. Uh-huh. So I was perplexed as I was starting this process about why I couldn't get the hamburgers to cook. And so there were several other parents there. And I noticed they looked somewhat disturbed because here's what I would do. I had all the meat out on the grill. Uh-huh. And when the flame would start to die down, I'd just go in there and just shoot up under it with <laughs> some lighter fluid. Flames, you know, going four feet in the air. And I thought, well, this is not really convenient. But but I don't know how you would get these charcoals hot enough otherwise to cook a hamburger. And so there is no telling what sort of side effects even now those children have from consuming meat that have been doused in lighter fluid. I mean, I just squeeze it. And, yeah, I noticed, like, some of the parents' eyes were getting big. But I just squeeze it and then just, boom, you know, the flame could go up. Maybe that's why now I'm so fascinated when I think a woman can build a fire because I could not even well, man a grill. Maybe so. I mean, I can get one going if I have enough good kindling and stuff sometimes with the right amount of lighter fluid. Now, um, I one time, Perry, because the grill, though, confounds me because we have a charcoal grill, and I, I can't do it to save my life. And Perry one time told me he was going to be gone, and he said he called, and he said, do you want a grill tonight? And I said, yeah, that's fine. And he said, well, just go ahead and build the fire. I was like, well, how do I do it? And he was, like, talking me through it. Just get the charcoal uh-huh. and, like, mound it up and then, you know, spray it with lighter fluid and light it and then just let it burn down, and then I'll get there in time to whatever. So I was like, okay, great. Well, he came in, and he said, sweetie, you did real good building that fire and getting it going. He said, but you don't want to build it on top of the grain. <laughs> I was like, 
grill part where the grill goes. I built it on top instead of underneath. <laughs> Where were you going to put the meat? What? Where were you going to put the meat? I don't know. It didn't really dawn on me. It didn't really just dawn go rest it across the top of the coals. You were going to arrange it and place it, sort of. That wasn't my responsibility. I wasn't doing that. I was just building the fire. I didn't know about the meat. Oh, that is hysterical. I know. So anyway, there's my that's my experience, and he's not asked me to do it since. Well, a baby Amanda will send us an email. And she will tell us. Well, I would, I would love to Beth know Moore's fire lighting secrets. I'm very curious. You can always Google that. Hey, and that is literal and figurative, is it not? Oh, oh, that has deeper spiritual. It does. Meaning. It's very. It's a deep spiritual question, Amanda. So please send us an email. Yes, we would love to know, and we'll talk about. We'll report that on our next. Yes, podcast, we will. Because everybody will be done. How know. Beth Moore fans the flame. Fans the flames. There you have it. Mm. All right. Well, I All guess right. I'm going to well, go try to round up something for supper. All right. All <laughs> right. Round well, up, I mean, call somebody. <laughs> I was going to say, I believe that I'm going to go see about calling the pizza delivery man. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go see what right. I can order. All right. Okay. okay. Hey, but I right. don't hang up just right away because I want to hear about the thing you couldn't talk about. Okay. All right. We need, to do, we need to do our lead-in thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. First, we need to tell everybody bye. Okay. Bye, everybody. Y'all have a good week. Bye, everybody.